we'll just focus really on verse 10 is, is what struck me uh, a couple weeks ago. In light of Solomon's prayer, the Lord records here that the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And so what I want to look at in light of that is just, you know, sometimes we can get into a habit of coming to the place of prayer and we can become uh, careless and we can think um, that, you know, simply because of our relationship to Christ uh, and because of our, our union with him, you know, that we're praying through him, that we can we can come to the place of prayer and pray for whatever we want and however we want, which is is not the case uh, because we're told in James four, verse three, James says, ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss or wrongly that ye may consume it upon your lusts. And so there's a there's a way to pray that that can be displeasing to the Lord was really what struck me from this passage. But the Lord has given us some things here to guide us in the place of prayer that will result in speech that pleases the Lord. And, and to me, that is very exciting that as we come to the place of prayer, we can come in, in confidence that God is for us in the place of prayer. He's not against us. He, he's revealed his will and his word, and he's revealed things in his word to guide us to, as to how to pray, to engage our hearts in prayer and as to what we should be praying for. And so as we come, I just want to look at four things uh, that we find in this prayer of Solomon that will encourage us, hopefully, in the place of prayer. So the Lord has come to Solomon in a dream, like we read in verse five. And, you know, whether God is is revealing his answer to a prayer that Solomon already prayed, which is how some take this, or uh, the Lord is revealing how he desires Solomon to pray. And then when you come to verse 10, it, it could be that the implication is that Solomon then prays that prayer as he worships the Lord in verse 15. Either way you take it, God is, is revealing how prayer uh, can be done, something of how prayer should be offered. And so the first thing I want us to look at is from verse six. And I want you to notice in verse six that it is pleasing to the Lord when we pray, acknowledging his covenant mercy towards us. OK, that's what Solomon does here. He acknowledges the Lord's covenant mercy towards him. And Solomon said, thou hast showed unto thy servant, David, my father, great mercy, great mercy. And he, and he then elaborates and says about, you know, how David walked in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart. But then he ties that mercy, uh, the evidence of that mercy being in that the Lord has kept his covenant with David and has raised up Solomon to sit on his throne. And we know that that, that obviously has ultimate fulfillment in our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the greater son of David. And so as we come to prayer today, just, just even that, one thought, thanking God for his covenant mercies towards us in Christ, that he has kept his covenant, that he has been merciful to us, that he's raised up that greater son of David to sit on the throne and to establish his will 
in the earth. So that's that's the first thing. It's pleasing to the Lord when we pray, acknowledging his covenant mercy. The second thing in verse seven and verse eight is that it is pleasing to the Lord when we pray, confessing our insufficiency for his work. And this is obviously uh, an anti tie. This is not true of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we can identify with Solomon in this part of his prayer. He says, and now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or to come in. And Solomon's not really referring to his age in that sense. He was young when he took the throne, but he's he's not really referring to his age as much as he's referring to his insufficiency for the work of God. And so Solomon acknowledges in his prayer his insufficiency, and he says that thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. <clears throat> and really just what struck me here is, is the fact that God says he's pleased with this prayer and Solomon is acknowledging, Lord, I am insufficient for the work of God. I, I need your help. So he acknowledges covenant mercy. He acknowledges his own insufficiency. He doesn't come to God and uh, with pride. He doesn't come to God uh, thinking that he's able uh, to do everything that God has called him to do. And, and that's how we have to come. You know, each one of us uh, in our respective spheres, whether you're a minister or an elder or a deacon or just a layman in the church seeking to be faithful to God and whatever he's called you to do, uh, we should always pray to God, acknowledging our need for the Lord's help. That's what we have to do today, acknowledging our need for the Lord's help uh, with such you know, wickedness going on in our day, with such uh, just aggression against the Lord's people, and especially in light of what we've just seen with this Roe versus Wade case. You see all these people rising up to oppose uh, goodness and righteousness, and we are insufficient for this work. We need the Lord to give us the power, to give us the wisdom, to give us the help we need to serve him in this day. So that's the second thing. The third thing I want us to see is from verse nine, that it is pleasing to the Lord when we pray with a focus on his kingdom. It's pleasing to him when we pray with a focus on his kingdom, because Solomon uh, comes to this focus in verse nine, give thy, therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this thy so great a people. And that's really what we need to focus on in the place of prayer today, the kingdom of God. And, and I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> uh, I, I know that you all understand this, but it's good to be reminded of these things. And that, that was what was so encouraging to me as I read this, that, that Solomon had this focus that at this point in his life, he had this focus on the kingdom of God and, and expanding the kingdom. And Lord, give me what I need to be able to serve you in your kingdom. Lord, answer this prayer so that I can, I can better serve you and judge your people and, and do what you've called me to do. His focus is on the kingdom of God. And so the Lord, in light of these things, says that it pleased him. 
that Solomon had asked this thing. That's an amazing thing. You know, we come to prayer and we can know, we can know based on how God has revealed uh, what we should be praying for, that our prayers are pleasing to God, not because of our own merit. Of course, we are praying through Christ and the merit of our prayers and everything is, is earned by Christ. But there is a way to pray and there are things that are better to pray for than others as we read from James. But the Lord reveals that this speech pleased him. And so the fourth thing I want you to see is, you know, what God says about this prayer. And just one thing really here is that it pleases the Lord when we pray selflessly. This was a selfless prayer from Solomon. And God says that to us in verse 11. And God said unto him, because because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. This was a selfless prayer. It wasn't that Solomon wasn't praying in relation to what he needed, but he wasn't just praying for, for carnal things. He wasn't praying uh, for things that were only for his good. Uh, I suppose Solomon could have reasoned uh, some of those things that would be good for the kingdom, but he, he doesn't. He, he commits himself to praying with a particular focus on the wisdom he needed to judge God's people rightly as the king. And so as we come to prayer today, I encourage you, Try to think selflessly. Try to focus on what is best for the kingdom of God, what we know God has revealed in other parts of his word uh, about the preaching of the gospel, the salvation of souls, the sanctification of his people, the raising up of laborers to go forth and preach the word in all the earth. Uh, those are things that we want to be praying for uh, today. Uh, of course, not limited to that, but those are some things that we can pray for. And I'll leave uh, this with you. Uh, just a couple more things to point out here is that the Lord goes on to say that basically he was going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that Solomon had asked or thought. He says in verse 12, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And then he says in verse 13, I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. God was going to answer above what Solomon had asked or thought. We read about that in Ephesians, don't we? About God answering above all that we ask or think. And, and these are just wonderful truths to, to lead us into the place of prayer, I hope, today. And the last thing I want to leave with you from this is that this, this text, this passage, you know, ultimately does point us to the greater than Solomon, our Lord Jesus Christ. He who's been enthroned, he has sat down at the, right hand, at the right hand of God, who ever lives to make intercession for us. And he is the greater than Solomon. And especially in this way that his prayers are always pleasing to the Lord, to the Father. That as Christ, the Son of God, intercedes for us today, his prayers perfectly, infallibly please the Father. 
And so I encourage you today, you know, as we reflect on our, that our access to God and the merit of our prayers are both found in Christ, there, there is still this sobering reality that our prayers can be more or less acceptable depending on how we are praying and what we are praying for. And we are not going to pray perfectly, of course, but we can and we should try to pray to the best of our ability, ever looking to our Lord Jesus Christ and pleading his blood over our prayers. So I, I want to leave that with you today. I trust the Lord will bless it to you and lead us into the place of prayer.